Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, what's going on, O Nation? This your guy, Kelvin Hunt, editor of chopchat.com. Welcome to the Built for Playmakers YouTube channel. I appreciate your support. Um, last video was the largest video we've ever done. Um, so appreciate you if you liked it or shared it. Uh, welcome back if this is your first time. Um, again, appreciate you giving me an opportunity. Um, you know, I have whined, complained, talked smack on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. And since since FSU got snubbed by the College Football Invitational Committee, and you know, in and in hindsight and thinking about it, I mean, you know, I point out a gazillion different holes in the arguments from the talking heads and, and all that good stuff. And, you know, when you really think about it, none, none of that's going to, it's going to, it's not going to matter. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, I, um, I look at, I look at this situation similar to a situation that FSU had back at the end of the 2021 season. I think it was now, mind you, this is it's nowhere near the same situation as the Travis Hunter situation, but as far as the the level of despair or doom and gloom that FSU fans felt at that time, and I you know, and I was one of them. But I remember after like a day or so, I came on here. I wasn't didn't even have the YouTube channel at the time. It was it was just strictly a podcast, and I had only been doing this podcast a few months. And I started thinking about it, and I was like, "Man, FSU has an opportunity here, you know, almost like a blessing in the skies." And I felt like at the time that that situation, if FSU was really serious about football, that it was going to ignite some changes that that needed to take place. And you know. And at the time, you know, we 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 didn't sign a single high school receiver in that recruiting class, missed on Hunter. And, you know, it was like, man, what in the world or isn't Mike Novell in the in the coaching staff gonna do? But at the time at the same time, you know, the transfer portal was really kind of starting to kind of take off there. And I pointed out then I was like, if FSU does this, this, and this. Uh, there's an opportunity for them to to make some noise in 2022. And the first thing started with, I pointed out that hiring a, a real deal athletic director, which they did. If they fully committed to football, it was not the end of the world. And that they could make a change at FSU and really get off the mat, so to speak, and get this program back to where it should be. Lo and behold, Michael Alford comes in, makes some changes, gives additional support staff to Mike Novell, and they go all in on football, get Johnny Wilson from the transfer portal, get Michael Pittman from the transfer portal, Trey Benson from the transfer portal, and uh, was it Tatum Bethune from the transfer portal. And 2022 comes, they upset LSU, go 10-3. and three. And, you know, we're on our way to climbing that mountain again. And so I feel like this snubbing from the 
you know, college fraud invitation or whatever we want to call it is another opportunity. So look, instead of whining and complaining and all that good stuff, I hope you use this opportunity and see it for what it is. It's an opportunity for you as a fan base to support this program the way it needs to be supported. And I say that, and if you're already contributing to the Battles In or Boosters and all that good stuff, hey, hat tip to you, appreciate it, all that good stuff. But we had a sellout for every home game this year, almost 80,000 people in, in the stands, loving this team, supporting this team. You know, they provided an excellent fall that we all can be proud of as FSU fans. Um, and and it's just simple math, you know, you are going to need support and resources to, to, to get the best players. And, you know, we have an entity or entities that has, has done that, um, uh, gotten, gotten more talent on this roster and has, has allowed FSU to win, you know, 19 games in a row with his coaching staff. But, and that's what it's going to take you know, more talent on this roster to increase the margin for error in these games. Now, mind you, the the margin of error for the majority of these teams in, in ACC or FSU competing against them is fairly large nowadays. I mean, if you look at, you know, Wake Forest, Pittsburgh, you know, um, whoever else is on the schedule, I'm just drawing a blank right now, but you won most of those games by double digits. Uh, aside from Clemson, you know, that was, that was a barn burner, but Clemson can kind of match you, if not surpass you as far as overall roster talent. But with this coaching staff, if you look and see the number of blue chip players they have on the roster and what they've done to be able to compete with the, and beat an LSU and beat a Clemson, and beat a Florida and beat a Miami, it's, they're not even close to scratching the surface of what they can and ultimately will be if we support this program and help these coaches get the talent on the roster that's needed to compete at an elite level. And we're already doing it, but there's so much more room to grow when it comes to supporting this team uh here's here's a prime example we had almost eighty thousand people to attend every home game this year look it is no small feat i went to one of the games it i i know what it costs to go to a home game especially if you live nine hours away like me obviously you can't go to every one of them well i can't afford to go every one of them but if you were to just take eighty thousand people and eighty thousand give twenty dollars twenty five dollars $50, you're talking about anywhere from two to $4 million, right? Simple math. I mean, I mean, really in the grand scheme, what's, what's 20 to $40, $50 a month, a few cups of coffee at the same time, you know, and, and I saw credit to, uh, uh, the, the battles in, I saw that added, you know, almost 700 new, um, 
supporters or contributors or what have you. And that is exactly what I wanted to see from this fan base. You know, I feel like this opportunity is, you know, has woken up this fan base, so to speak, the same way it did um, the administration back in the 2021, 2022, as far as like going and being fully committed to the football program. And I think this is an opportunity for the fan base to really go and go all in and commit fully to supporting this program. Now it's up to us to do it. Right. And if we, if we are able to get the players that, that, that are needed to compete at an elite level, then you can probably avoid a situation like what happened the other day. Also, I think what has happened with this snubbing, obviously FSU has been really vocal about wanting to get out of the ACC. I think this situation, I mean, it, it was already obvious how how badly FSU needed to get out of this conference. But I think this is going to expedite that process. I mean, it's it's by any means necessary right now to get out of this conference. It is it is unreal what the perception of this conference is. I mean, I'm on I'm on social media and I have Michigan fans telling me that FSU would have had four losses if they had played Michigan's schedule this year. What? Bruh, Michigan did not play a ranked team until week 10. Nine of their 13 wins came against either non-Power 5 teams or teams with a losing record. Not, not six and six, a losing record. That's the perception of FSU in the, because they play in the ACC. You know, other 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 fans and programs or whatever think that, you know, and, and there's a crazy part is FSU beat eight bowl eligible teams this year. But the perception is the ACC is trash. So you have the perception the ACC is trash. You don't have the money and the revenue that you would have that you need to have in the ACC compared to teams that are in the SEC in the Big Ten. And so I really think this is an opportunity for the fans and FSU administration to do whatever it is necessary to, to build a war chest, to get the players and the talent that's needed to compete at the highest level. And at the same time, to build a war chest or figure out whatever is needed to get out of the ACC. I mean, they got to do it like yesterday because the president's already been set, you know, next year with the 12 team format. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know, if you're undefeated, you would be one of the 12 teams, but who's to say, like I said before, who's to say that they want put you at number five again when you should be top four and, and enjoy the advantages of being, you know, one of the top four teams. You know, so this is an opportunity for FSU fans, FSU administration, 
to get it done. I mean, there's there's no more. We can't play any more games um, with roster retention, roster building, and getting out of this conference. I mean, the chairman of the college fraud invitation is the AD at NC State. He hasn't done an interview that I've seen, like, supporting the conference, not that I care about the ACC, whatever, F the ACC for all I care, but said nothing supporting FSU or defending FSU. You know, they should have got in. It's almost like, you know, he was like, they were like, hey, look, this is what we want to do. And he was like, okay. And that, and that's it. I mean, that tells you, that tells you right there that, you know, they, they don't, they don't care. They don't, you know, it doesn't matter to them. You know, a, the ACC is comfortable with being uh, a, a third tier conference, second tier, whatever you want to call it. They're fine with that. That's why they're, that's why they, they're adding SMU and whatever the other school is, Cal, whoever it is, because they're not serious. They haven't been serious for a long time. And if FSU's serious about football, which I believe they are, they I believe they're fully committed. I mean, they are, they're doing everything they're supposed to do, you know, stadium renovations, um, big time NIL opportunities. Um, you know, building the football only facility, things like that. So they're committed. Um, their task next is getting out of this conference. But in the meantime, who knows how long it's going to take. Like I said, they need to do it yesterday, but you know, you can't just snap your fingers or something like that and make it happen. But, but in the meantime, as fans, you know, if, if we're sick and tired of, you know, going life and death with certain teams or whatever, it is up to us to, to really support. And, um, cause that's, that's what it is nowadays. I mean, every, every, Big time college football program has an NL, you know, collective, and um, and that is a big reason why FSU has been successful, you know, over the past couple of years. Um, it's just fact of the matter. I mean, credit to the coaching staff for evaluations, um, building culture, finding the right fits that you know to fit culture and fit the style that they want to play. I mean, that's all incredibly important. And kudos to them because I mean it's been they took they took a path with the transfer portal and I and I hope to do a pod on on this as far as like detailing where where they begin under Mike Novell and the circumstances that they had at the time and then the method and path that he used that a lot of people thought was dumb or they laughed at because oh you only have the number 22 you know you know ranking recruiting ranking or whatever not understanding what he was really doing in real time a lot of people we saw it because we you know it made common it was common sense if you can't go get a bunch of five stars go into the portal and get somebody that can play right now you don't have time to develop anybody you need to win you got to close the gap on the field today and and that's what they did but we'll 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 save that for a whole nother podcast, uh, probably in the off season. Again, 
once the season's over, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be talking, doing podcasts and pr- providing content throughout the whole year. So don't worry about, you know, content going away. Um, I'll be covering, you know, baseball as well. And then whatever else comes up recruiting, obviously, but yeah, um, kudos to the coaching staff for taking a path that nobody knew. You know, a lot of people was like, is it sustainable? Well, look at how many people were entering the portal. And, 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 and so I think five guys, unless some guys have entered the portal since I started recording this, I think five FSU players have entered the portal today. And there were no surprises, really. And look, shout out to all those guys. And uh, hopefully they'll go off and do um, find somewhere to play and um, you know get a degree and go off and be successful. Um, I think all of them are good guys, but there was, there's, there's still a lot of dead weight on this roster. I mean, guys that are never going to play. I mean, you need, I mean, you need some mixture of, of guys like that, but I mean, you still need to raise overall talent, the floor of the room to compete at the highest level. And so when you think, and there's, there's probably, gosh, I don't want to drop any names, but there's probably another eight to 10 to 12 off the top of my head that could probably hit the transfer portal because they're probably not going to play. They've either been passed up by a younger guy or would be passed up by a younger guy or have been on the roster for, you know, two or three years and just hadn't got on the field, whether it's injury, injury related or, or whatever. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, I, I hated to see CJ Campbell go in the portal. Good kid works really hard, but he wants to find an opportunity to play. And FSU needs to fill that spot with somebody that can be a difference maker. I mean, that's just the name of the game um, in big boy football nowadays. And so, like I said, you'll probably see more, more guys go into the portal from the FSU roster, but at the same time, you know, you have a top three recruiting class coming in from the high school ranks and FSU is going to be in the portal, probably not quite as heavily as they've been in the past, but they're going to be in the portal. And look, you're going to need to get some more guys like Keon Coleman, you know, before he got banged up and, you know, it's been relatively ineffective here lately, but you're going to need guys like that that can come in and make an impact, um, you know, whether it's on the offensive line, obviously quarterback, wide receiver. Um, there's a few positions that they're definitely going to have to use the portal, and you're gonna, it's going to take resources to get those those difference makers. You know, if you're worried about the quarterback position, hey, we gotta we gotta we gotta support this program. You know, so again, if you haven't if you haven't uh, made it, it, it and, I, and I saw Ingram tweet somebody somebody you know posted a screenshot and was like, hey man, it's not much, but. You know, I'm I'm tr- I'm contributing, and it was you know I think it was a foot soldier level, it was 1933 or 20 dollars or whatever. And Ingram replied to him was like, "Hey man, it all helps. It's much appreciated." So look, there's there's no amount too small. I mean, it all adds up. So again, think about it. If 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 you got eighty thousand going to home games, and everybody gives twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, forty bucks, fifty bucks, that's a few million right there. Just just easily. I mean, obviously, if you're going, if you're spending the time to go to a home game, 
I mean, you're invested in this program and the success of this program. And, and I know that Battle's End doesn't have 80,000 supporters. So let's make it happen. Instead of whining and complaining, you know, I'm still going to talk my junk on, on, on social media to to uh, to guys or whatever. But I'm, I'm done complaining. You know, we'll see what happens as far as the guys that decide to play in the bowl game and who decides to sit out. Can't blame can't blame those guys either way. Um, as far as guys talking about, not guys, but fans talking about boycotting the game and, and not watching the game and all that, that's not going to change anything whatsoever. Um, had a few people message me about, you know, things like that. And it's, the, the narratives are going to be the narratives. There's, there's too big of a machine out there. Um, I mean, you saw it in, in broad daylight with the whole playoff stuff. I mean, you saw it in real time. I mean, they just orchestrated that thing and did what they wanted to do. And so, like Mike Novell would say, we got to control what we can control. We can control how we support the program. That's something we can do. And if we expect these players to come out there and, and put their bodies on the line, and, and listen, there's a lot of guys that, that are really banged up out there playing. I mean, Brock Glenn got rocked early in that game. Early in that game, I could see it. His his leg hyperextended, and uh, he knew that there's not another option behind him. Really, I mean that that guy that would have been, you know, he just hit the portal, and there's a reason why. But he gutted it out, and uh, you know, it wasn't pretty. But we won the game. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some guys that will require you know, surgery in the offseason, probably. I mean, as a former, I never had to have a surgery like that. But, I mean, as a former college athlete, I can tell you, and listen, I mean, I played football and all that good stuff, basketball, baseball was my sport in college. But, I mean, I, it wasn't even a contact sport like that. And I have, I have stuff to this day that, you know, still lingers. Um, just different injuries or whatever limits your range of motion. And I mean, I couldn't imagine, I mean, listen, it's a choice for these guys, obviously uh, to play the game, but at the same time, we do enjoy watching the games and it's entertainment for us. So, you know, I understand both sides of it, but definitely we can control what we can control. Let's do that. This is an opportunity for FSU fans and FSU administration to draw a line in the sand and do what needs to be done. Support this program the way we need to and get out of this conference. And that's all I got to say as far as opportunity in this particular episode here. Uh, I, I do look forward to hopefully looking back at the, at the Louisville game. I did show the cinematic recap, which I haven't even watched yet. I kind of had a plan in the background there and, you know, still, you know, I'm, I'm trying to move on from that thing, but it's like knowing knowing what happened after the fact, it's going to take a little bit away from that video probably, but um, it's still an awesome moment. I mean, an awesome performance by those guys, especially the defense, you know, so uh, we'll see what happens in the transfer portal. I'm sure, again, we'll have some more FSU players, you know, entering and we'll have some acquisitions that, that are, that are going to be big time, I think. And, We'll see where we go from here. 
But um, until the next time, guys, I appreciate your support. Um, again, make sure you like this, share it, uh, comment, let me know what you think. And um, oh, I, somebody did mention that I need to get some some uh, some some decorations, some FU decorations. I got my shirt representing baby. Um, that's in the works. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some decorations and all that good stuff. You know, we just we're just trying to put out quality content right now, guys. So just bear with me, and um, we'll we'll get it done. But uh, until next time, go knows. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.